Hey y'all, welcome to season three of the Tri Podcast. I literally cannot believe that I'm saying these words. It has been such a joy to serve and encourage you for almost an entire year. And today is going to be a blast because I have my husband, Nick, here with me. Y'all have heard me go on and on about him in the first two seasons of the podcast and on my Wellness Wednesdays, and I couldn't think of a better way to kick off the season. He is literally my favorite person and the love of my life, and today we are going to talk about what it looks like to set ourselves up for the new year. So hi, babe, and welcome back to the show. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Okay, so I'm going to let Nick start with talking about our focus as a family for 2024. I am so incredibly blessed to have him as the leader of our house and our family. So, babe, take it away. Yeah, so 2023 really was a big year. And it's funny because every year I feel like we look back and we're like, oh, wow, that was that was a really big year. I wonder what's going to happen next year. I wonder what God's got planned. But 2023 was no different. Um, we've got three boys and really they're all coming into their own personalities and our oldest is driving, and that has been quite the experience, both on the nerves and just on the um, having faith that God will take care of him. Mm-hmm. Um, all our boys are just are really developing. Um, we've got uh, their three broad ranges, and it's just cool to kind of see them develop their own tribes and develop their own friendships and start to treat each other uh, with a little more love and respect. And uh, it's just been a cool journey. But uh so that was a, a big part of 2023, and in 2024, we're really going to have to focus on just continuing to nurture those relationships mm-hmm. and to just make sure that we are staying engaged, um, especially in today's world. We really want to make sure that we are just um, defining and developing the value systems for all three of their boys as they go out in the world. And uh, the uh, again, and also in 2024, we, we want to be nurturing the relationships that we've developed in 2023, um, specifically with the tribe ministry and all of us just continuing to venture out and to create relationships. Um, We have some specific relationships that God has put in our paths in 2023 and 2024 is going to be a big part of just continuing to nurture those and Mm -hmm. to develop those and to step out in faith. Um, Also, 2023 was a big year for for Britt and I doing counseling, both marriage counseling and individual counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been a really cool adventure that uh, that we've embarked on. And it's one that literally has taken years for us to decide was worth it. But we we just aren't willing to look back. We're, we're going to maintain our focus on just continued development. And, and what that looks like for us and our marriage is continuing to communicate, mm-hmm. facing conflict head on. Um, and just being a team in the realm that God has placed us in charge of. And, and what we've learned to do uh, really this year is just locking arms in the opportunities and the challenges and not locking horns. Mm-hmm. And it really just comes down to us just knowing that each of our hearts are in the right place and knowing that we're both venturing in the same direction and we're both continuing to lean into God, lean into his word and just be dependent on his grace um, which brings me to Second Corinthians twelve nine, where Jesus says that my grace is sufficient for you. Mm. Um, there, there's things that we probably would have changed about twenty twenty three, but what we've learned is that uh, God may or may not change our circumstances. But what we have specifically learned is He will change us through our circumstances. So it's been uh, it's been an awesome year. Uh, but we both we talk openly about how excited we are for. 
2024 because mm -hmm. it just it continues to get better. The best is yet to come, and uh, we know how the story ends. So we just continue to to be a part of it and to do our part. Well, that's good. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but we don't actually like practice before we meet and talk. So I had a general idea of, you know, where our family's going and what kind of things like we've learned and what that's looked like. But didn't he do so good? I'm so excited. Um, when we did sit down and talk about this episode, you know, one of the things that we talked about is the idea of being filled up at church on Sundays. So we have one hour of kid-free, no distraction, worship and message, but that one hour does not last for an entire week. And without our couple small group and our individual men and women's groups and just the time that we spend in solitude with the Lord, we would literally never survive. Like, don't miss what I'm saying here. Church is amazing. It is home base for us, but it's not enough. In fact, by Monday afternoon, I'm ready for a strong cup of coffee and another church service. So here's kind of the point of all of this. As a disciple of Jesus, we have to think about what we're doing to fill our tanks. It's the idea of filling your own cup so that you aren't pouring from an empty one. I literally just had this conversation with a doctor friend of mine at one of my yearly checkups. As parents, it's so important for us to fill up on Jesus. It does not guarantee the absence of hard times. In fact, scripture tells us a much different story, but it does fill us up with the fruits of the spirit. So we are more loving and joyful and self-controlled. And this carries over into how we parent and how we view our marriage and how we treat our spouse and how we walk inside of our tribe. As a family, we have learned a lot this last year. And honestly, we've been on this learning journey for a few years now. It's this process of sanctification and it has truly been the greatest gift and journey that we've been on in our 15 years of being together. So babe, I want you to talk a little bit about what healthy habits you started in 2023 that you are joyfully carrying into 2024. Yeah. I mean, to your point, when, uh, when we go to church on Sunday, it's it's, uh, it's powerful to hear that you can make it to a Monday Monday afternoon before you feel like uh, you're you're running on you. But sometimes it'll be walking to the car in the parking lot after church, where yeah. I'm just sitting there trying to stay connected to what I just heard. It comes down to really pulling the notes out throughout the week from the uh, the weekend's sermon and just trying to stay engaged, trying to let it sink in, processing it. Um, and I love the hour that we have to just stay focused and to put all urgency and priority um, on our spiritual growth. But what it's come down to and what we've gotten really good at is just our morning time, uh, or we call it our morning Jesus time, and uh, and really setting an alarm so that I know that I can get it done before the boys wake up, because I want to give them attention too, and I want them to see me studying, but it can be hard to multitask. and. Um, but it really comes down to making sure that our boys see us prioritizing Jesus and see us prioritizing our spiritual growth. Um, one of the things that, that you've thrown out there that has we've implemented a couple years now is our Luke readings. Um, so mm -hmm. every December there are 24 chapters in Luke, which is the fourth gospel. And it's uh, 24 chapters. We read one chapter every single day for 24 days in December. And that leads us all the way up to Christmas Eve. And it's just always been a really cool experience um, this year in particular uh, because our two boys, our two younger boys have really kind of engaged in it and been like really 
focused on the experience. And our youngest, um, Brittany and I both have had an experience trying to get him to be engaged with it because he can just kind of, he's got his priorities as a seven-year-old and and sometimes stepping away and sitting in a room doing sustained silent reading really is just <laughs> not really his ideal. Um, but it's been cool because he just having him watch his brothers engage in it and having him just um, be open to the idea of, wow, there's this book that just goes on and on and is talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there's just like, he'll, he'll sit in front of me and he'll look at my Bible and he can't believe how many pages there are. So we're just kind of exposing him to the beauty of the Bible and what is happening. And that just comes down to, if we're not doing it, nobody's doing it. And, um, and we have really just focused on making sure that that's a big part of, of what we do, um, as Brittany called it, our healthy habits. Um, another one, which has been a very big journey for me and, um, is really just setting boundaries, um, within family members, having, setting some healthy boundaries with family, but also exploring new boundaries with tribe members and with potential tribe members and tribe members, uh, in progress and uh, and really just as a guy um, as a 39 year old uh, introvert uh, positioning boundaries in my long-term relationships is difficult it's something I've not done and uh, for 30 plus years um, it's not something that I've prioritized and it's been an experience and then it takes it to a whole nother level when I'm trying to set boundaries with new people and just kind of exploring those relationships. And Brittany's talented at putting herself out there. Uh, I personally, I, I'm a little tentative, uh, but I have been able to engage with a few people this year and starting a Bible study, a men's study in 2024. Um, it's just been really cool to be encouraged by Brittany, be encouraged by watching her in action, be encouraged by her podcast of just uh, emphasizing just the whole ministry, um, the emphasis on trying to find people that you can lean into um, and just do life with and try to live out your God-given purpose uh, with others. Um, and then really the final point I wanted to make was uh, creating healthy habits uh, for me and and possibly a lot of the listeners today, a big part of creating healthy habits is actually breaking unhealthy habits. Mm. And, um, and there's been enough times where I've heard the whole, uh, lay it at the cross, put, uh, say the prayer, God, if there's anything I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing, you know, just make it abundantly clear. And that's always a scary prayer because, uh, we may be shown something that just makes us super uncomfortable and, uh, and just something that we've gotten, accustomed to that quite honestly it's just not the best version of ourself and um, it might just be distracting our time or our attention or our priorities and it just uh, that's been an experience for me is just kind of breaking health unhealthy habits and um, that can be an interesting journey in the world that we live in because what uh, we as believers feel are unhealthy habits and why they're unhealthy habits just it doesn't always align with the worldly view of healthy habits and appropriateness. So it's just been a, uh, a really cool journey to, uh, uh, it, uh, in recovery is a prime example of, mm-hmm. um, I got used to life a certain way. And for me to basically go down a different path, I mean, it can be paralleled to 
our Christian journey as well. I mean, we have to start developing new habits, but we have to start replacing the old habits with new habits. And it's hard to fit new habits into a life that's just to- totally occupied with other habits. So it just it's a an awesome self-reflecting journey to unplug this, plug this in, and just keep moving. And yeah. uh, it's been a cool experience for, for both Britt and I and, and, uh, and also amongst our tribe. Yeah, and just for our kids to see that too. Like everything Nick was saying was so spot on. I mean, we've talked about boundaries before. Boundaries aren't just a good idea. They're a God idea. And all of the, I guess what who I would consider to be heroes of the faith. You know, we're talking about Jim Crest and um, Jim Crest, Lisa Turkhurst, Joel Mutamale, Jenny Allen, um, Jackie Hill Perry, all of the men and women who are using their platform to spread the gospel right now, you are not going to hear a podcast or a message that is not talking about boundaries because they're a God idea. And for us, just lovingly laying boundaries, but also like just checking our hearts and, you know, making sure like we're doing them for the right reasons. Y'all, if you don't have boundaries, you are going to have kids that grow up that don't know how to lay a boundary or what a boundary is. And for us as parents that are sold out for Jesus, that love the Lord and that are spreading the gospel and living our lives in a way that are going to have a ripple effect, we have to be having those conversations and teaching our kids what that looks like. You have heard about it a lot on this podcast, but Google it and look into some other podcasts. It's all over there. And, you know, one of the things I thought about when Nick was talking about our Luke readings, which are so special, and it's time that we really do not take for granted our youngest can read this year. And so, like him being able to actually read the words of scripture and have an opportunity for us to pass the Bible to him and let him participate in it, it's just been so rewarding for us as parents to kind of walk that journey and kind of see what that looks like in our own family. So, that's so good. Everything that Nick said was spot on. And the, and along with the boundaries thing, boundaries really, I, I've said it already, they're, they were new to me. Um, but I think they come easier for some people mm-hmm. and they are come harder for other people. And uh, a big part of my boundary journey was Good Boundaries and Goodbyes by Lisa Turkhurst. I know Brittany likes to talk about uh, Lisa and that particular book. Um, but that was my first kind of venture into it. And it's been cool in 2023 because I'm, I'm literally um, – surrounding myself with other tribe members who are respecting boundaries, Mm. setting boundaries in their own lives. And it's just, it's powerful to hear their experience and to have a little bit of experience of my own to engage in the conversation. Um, A lot of those conversations just make me uncomfortable in the past, and I would rather just turn and run the other direction. But now I'm hearing tribe members that are mentioning the boundaries that they're placing, mm-hmm. and I'm able to engage in the conversation and just make sure, to Brittany's point, that they are God-honoring boundaries and that we are being attentive to making sure uh, there is a certain amount of self-protection associated with boundaries, It's mm-hmm. it's uh, but just making sure that it's not selfish, right? There's, there is a path of just making sure, I guess, to an extent, some boundaries are selfish, but it's just, it's good to venture into it and to ask some challenging questions and just to make sure that we are truly living to the values and the standards that we, uh, that we say that we do yep. and that we are trying on a daily basis too. So uh, if you're listening and, and boundaries make you uncomfortable, I promise you're not alone, but uh, 
they are worth it and they are healthy and they do all of a sudden define a path that uh, that I myself and our family can live in and be successful in and can live out our God-given purpose in. And uh, without those boundaries, really, it's a, we're, we're, we're riding the struggle bus. That's right. I mean, it's the, the absence of them is the presence of chaos. And I have an episode that I did with Olivia Murphy. Um, check it out. It, it was all about boundaries. And uh, we really focused on Lisa's book, Good Boundaries and Goodbyes. And it, it's just so powerful. Like, I can't say enough about it. I was actually just at coffee with friends this past week, some moms that I do very close life with. And one of the moms mentioned boundaries. And it's normal. I mean, we are normalizing the word because it is an idea and it's a concept that was created by God. So, okay, that was good, babe. I'm glad you add that. And really, y'all are just hearing the tip of the iceberg with Nick and what it looks like to recklessly chase after the Lord. He is steadfast in his commitment to honor the Lord in every area of life. And it's seriously such a joy to walk alongside him on this journey. So the topic today, uncover, recover, discover. Like when we talk about this whole idea, here's what we mean. It's uncovering the hurts and the hangups that had you all tangled up last year. It is recovering by working through the process of healing and growing. And then it's discovering who you are in Christ and what God has planned for your life. Y'all, it is picking up the cross and choosing to walk in a different direction. It's growing in your spiritual journey by doing life alongside a tribe It's choosing Jesus over everyone and everything else and putting him first every single day. So what we're really talking about is being intentional in your effort. It's not just a January 1st thing. It's a commitment to becoming a better version of ourselves. And here's something that I learned in 2023 that I am joyfully carrying into this year. Y'all, we get to decide who we are cooperating with. And we only have two choices. There is God and there's the enemy. So when hard times come and we're in the valley, who wins? I've always said that we see the best and the worst in people when hard times hit. During COVID, we saw behaviors in people that were extremely unhealthy. In seasons of trial where hard conversations have to take place, same thing. But we get to choose God or the enemy on the mountaintops, who are you choosing to glorify? Like, do you see every blessing in your life as something that comes from God or as something that was achieved by your own hard work? Because y'all, I'm going to be honest, the promotion, the bonus, the new job, the car, the finances, the children, the peace, the hope, the promises, it all comes from God. And if no one has ever told you that before, I am so sorry. I'm sure you're great. And you're doing a great job, but God is bigger and better. I want to talk a second. Nick already touched on this, but I want to talk about couples counseling. And I know that there are people that are listening that will hear this and will completely ignore this next part of our message. But I will tell you that you are missing out. Seeking out a Christian counselor to take your marriage to the next level is the best thing that you will ever do together. And I know that sounds like a bold statement, but that's how powerful counseling is. It is a safe place to share your thoughts and your feelings with an unbiased third party. I do believe that you have to be careful about the counselors that you seek out. For us, we didn't even consider sitting down with like a worldly counselor, someone who doesn't love the Lord, because we want our foundation to be the same. We want to be pointed back to scripture when we're struggling. We don't subscribe to the worldly mentality of marriage and giving up when it gets hard. 
For us, counseling is a way to acknowledge the needs of the other person and to be better prepared for the storms that will come. It's working out what you can't work through on your own. We are better communicators and friends because of our counselors. Shout out to Jason and to Barb for all of the work that they've done alongside us. Nick, what would you say to the men and women that are listening that are maybe on the fence about going to marriage counseling or seeking out a counselor to do life with alongside? Yeah, so um, just uh, real quick to hit on what you were saying. Uh, Brittany's really good at having an annual, a yearly word. Uh, A word of the year, I guess, is what she calls it. And I would argue that a word of my life has been intentional and just being intentional about what we're trying to do on a daily basis and um, Tony Evans is one person that I'm I'm reading a lot of his content right now. And I was just sharing with Brittany that one of the things that he talks about is our spiritual development mm-hmm. is is a a uh, calculation of the amount of time that we're putting into it times the rate of work that we're doing. And marriage counseling really it just it is an opportunity to spend a condensed amount of time with a very high rate of production. It's uh, it's just the development that we have found mm-hmm. in sitting with a third party and just kind of putting our stuff out there with trust and faith, um, both between Brittany and I, as well as with our counselor, has just been an amazing opportunity. Um, marriage counseling, as a general rule, it, it carries a bit of a stigma um, amongst really, in my opinion, all relationships. It doesn't have to be a Christian or, or a, a non-believing relationship in any way, shape, or form. It really just, it's almost like waving the white flag and uh, we surrender. We can't do this ourselves. And quite honestly, I think Brittany and I were of that mentality for a while too. And it took a while for us to acknowledge that it's us going to a counselor is not saying that we couldn't or we shouldn't do this on our own. It's saying, why should we drag this out any longer trying to do it on our own mm-hmm. when we could have a third party who is at, who is trained in this stuff speak life into it and just to make sure that we are staying centered and staying focused and that it's not too leaning too far in any one direction and that we aren't being biased towards past tendencies but we're actually looking forward to new opportunities so while it can be and it very much may be um done out of desperation for a lot of couples. It doesn't have to be. And I've had a lot of those conversations and I'll just like my recovery. I talk about it with, with pride. Um, I talk about counseling with pride as well. It's, it's literally, it's a decision that we are going to be the best version of ourselves. And we don't, we don't care what it looks like on the outside because we know what it feels like on the inside. So, Mm. um, it's been good. Um, Brittany and I in particular, um, it's been cool because we've been able to uncover some things with me, some things with her, mm-hmm. and it's powerful when we uh, uncover those things together. Um, it doesn't feel like an accusation. It doesn't feel like anyone lost. It actually feels like both of us are winning. Yeah. And it's a cool opportunity for us to develop a strategy and then implement that strategy. And then there's this weird like humility that comes with just the, I mean, we know each other better than anyone. And um, I know when she's feeling away and she knows when I'm feeling away. But when we can know that the other person is trying to do what we learned in counseling, all of a sudden it's just, it's that much more effective because we both recognize, well, well, shoot, we're trying, you know? And it's just, it's so much more power. And then we can just both lean into it and, and we can 
actually point to it and talk openly about it. Like, hey, this kind of feels like what, what we were talking about. Yeah. And this kind of feels like an opportunity for us to do this. And we've not gotten to a place where we just have, for a while, we did do a weekly check-in. And that was a really cool opportunity that we learned from the marriage conference that the Vogels mentioned where Jim Crest was there. It really was a cool opportunity for us to engage on a weekly basis and start uncovering um, just our lack of communication in some areas. But it's been cool because as we go into counseling, we're learning to do that more naturally. And we are engaging with each, with each other's emotions and feelings. And um, I personally recognize that one of my limitations um, was really hindering my ability to be emotionally connected to Brittany. And, and that affects everything. That affects every single day. And while we're in this together, we have to make sure that we're, we're being emotionally engaged. And really, that's, uh, that's one main thing that we focused on. But it's been so cool, because what we're dealing with and what we're, what we're doing, any struggles that we have, we're dealing with them faster. We're dealing with them sooner. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with them more wholly and more effectively. And it's, it's really like, there, it's like a litmus test. We, we've, we have struggles that have taken years to deal with. And then in the past year, we've had struggles that take us four days to deal with. Yeah. And then we have struggles that take us one day to deal with. And that might be six interactions within that 24-hour period, but neither of us walked away from the table. We kept coming back to the table. We kept mm -hmm. facing it head on, and we were having open conversation about it. And uh, so... I'd say that's the biggest thing with marriage counseling for yeah. me is everybody really should do it. It's a great opportunity. And to Brittany's point, um, if you are living a faith-centered life, there's so much power in finding a Christian counselor mm -hmm. uh, because their advice is going to be centered around the same kind of stuff that you'd be telling your friends and that your pastor would be telling you if you asked a question and they pulled out the Bible. Uh, there's just so much power in leaning into uh, grace and leaning into faith and leaning into forgiveness and leaning into literally we are all made new in Christ. Mm. And when that's just, when all those types of mentalities are a part of the conversations that we're having with our spouse, uh, there's so much power in it. I agree. And hearing you say that, I mean, I think one of the things that sets our kids apart as far as like being boys is that they are very emotionally connected and in tune with who they are, even at seven almost 11 and 16, like they're able to communicate their feelings. And that emotional capacity comes from having parents who are talking about the hard things and who are working through and are sharing their feelings. And so it's just really powerful. That was something that stuck out to me about what Nick said about counseling. It's like as his, as Nick's reservoir goes, grows deeper and his emotional capacity is expanded, it's only going to serve our kids in a positive way. So I think that's really powerful. And honestly, counselors, our pastor has talked about it so many times. Counselors are part of the gift that God gives us. Like it is men and women that are equipped and specialize in that area. And for us, it's, we've just decided not to leave our marriage to chance. We've decided to commit to putting in the work and to growing in every season. It doesn't matter if we're on the mountaintops or if we're in the valleys, like there's, something that God is trying to teach us in those seasons. And couples counseling is definitely something that we're carrying in a 2024. And I'm just excited to see how much we grow this year. Jason and Barb are household names for us. And it is just time that we do not take for granted. So let's talk a little bit about 
our tribe. I know we've touched on it a bit, but Nick, how has having this kind of newer tribe of like-minded friends been helpful and healing to you and your walk and our marriage and just who we are in Christ. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to pretend like this stuff just comes off the top of my head, but there was some preparation, right? So what this particular question makes me think of is Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. And it says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Mm. And just what that makes me think of is, yeah, Jesus' yoke is light, and his ability to give us rest um, is literally something that only he can do. But the world that we are living in does not make that easy. Mm. And um, it's powerful to have a tribe like we do, to continue developing a tribe like we have been. Uh, because we can literally look left and right and there's other people in that yoke with us. Mm-hmm. And there's other people that are literally uh, locking themselves in with Jesus and doing everything they can to fight the daily spiritual battles. And um, it really it gives me personally, but I know that it gives our other tribe members, the courage to continue that battle. And um, it's just not the kind of courageous strength and uh, support that can be found from people that we are not allowing deeper into our tribe mm-hmm. or the the people that uh, our relationships are just not to a point where we are engaging in those types of conversations. That kind of stuff happens when you do have your tribe. And it's been cool because the we have the full spectrum of life cycles in our tribe. And it's cool because sometimes we are the mentors Sometimes we are the mentees. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really cool because we get to witness other people experiencing what we're experiencing and we get to speak into it and we get to ask them for advice or guidance. And um, I just, I really, uh, my, my tribe was less intentional before 2023. And with this ministry and with just Brittany and I continuing to communicate Um, it's just been a cool opportunity to step outside of my personal comfort zone. And I definitely, I know Brittany's been encouraging everybody listening to do that, but it is worth it. There's so much power in developing a tribe of like-minded people. Um, And the tribe changes, the tribe shifts, the tribe moves, we move, we change. And uh, it's just, that's part of God's plan for our lives. Mm. It's so good. Yeah, and how great that we can count on God to not change. Like, he is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. And there's so much comfort in that because we are called to change, but then we are called to love and trust a faithful God that never changes. I think it's really easy to listen to this podcast and think that I'm just talking to women, which is why I have some amazing men guest speakers lined up for this year. My favorite, obviously, being today. But having a tribe of God-fearing, God-honoring men is so life-giving. And the man that my husband is today can be directly connected to the people that he surrounds himself with. It's friends that want the best for him, friends that challenge him to grow, friends that are committed to walking alongside him. And when the husband has that, and then the wife has that, y'all, God is going to move in powerful ways. And 
What's really cool about our tribe is that we have so many couples friends where we love the husband and the wife exactly the same. Like while I am shopping or getting coffee or doing Bible study with the wives, Nick is golfing or grabbing food with the guys and we do double date nights. We do church. It really is an unstoppable force and I cannot stress that to y'all enough. Okay, so as we wrap up our time together today, I want to encourage you in this new year, when we set New Year's resolutions to become who we want to be, it is a worldly perspective because God is not a part of the equation. But if we commit to spending the year, like Nick said, intentionally working on the areas that we want to grow and we pray and we seek God to be a part of the process, then we change the focus to who God wants us to be. And did you see just that tiny difference there? Working on who God desires for us to be and including him in the process instead of focusing on who we want to be. It's a subtle shift, but it is so life-giving. It's changing the mentality to draw close to Jesus year round and to put in that work. It's being rooted in scripture and committed to developing your character in the new year all year long, every single month. Y'all, there is so much power in two spouses working in the same direction and being aligned and putting in the work to grow closer to God and to one another. It is yoking ourselves to Jesus and focusing on our spiritual growth together. And I am so grateful to have a husband that loves the Lord and wants to grow and continue to take steps alongside me. I am equally grateful for our tribe who continues to walk alongside us in every season. And the list is endless, but it's our couple small group. It's the Chrismans and the Bakers and Vogels and the Jesters. We have the Georges and Ken and Serena Murphy who are a little further along than us. And we have the Wolves and the younger Murphys. And y'all, they are such blessings to our lives. Like we simply could not do life without them. And it's something that we don't take for granted. We are grateful and we talk about how grateful we are. We don't just take it for granted and put things on the calendar and walk through life together. No, we talk about it and we tell each other how thankful we are. It's just so powerful. Okay, Nick, is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap up? Yeah. So um, two things I want to just mention, we've mentioned a lot of uh, marriage counseling, uh, but just uh, quickly, too, on the individual counseling. There really is just a lot of opportunity in us focusing on ourselves as well and, and saying things to a counselor that just we need to get out of our head. And Second Corinthians 10.5 says, Take every thought captive and make obedient to Christ. Um, in a marriage, it really is two individuals coming together and two individuals that just have um, different experiences in life, different histories, different thoughts, emotions, opinions, feelings, all of it. But... What I've recognized in, in the last year is one of, the, one of the binds for me is just what goes on in my head. Mm. It's what goes on in my mind and what goes on in my thoughts. And it can be very easy to dwell on that because guess what? I'm the only one who knows what's going on in my mind and going on in my head. And until I choose to put that out there and, and give it life, then all of a sudden I'm battling um, on my own until... I pray about it on my own until I put it at the foot of the cross. And it's the kind of thing that can last days on end. And Brittany mentioned that mental health episode, uh, or she did the mental health a while ago with yeah. Rachel. And there is so much power in just recognizing 
um, how little control we can have over our minds and um, how the enemy can work himself into our minds and just take us to a place that doesn't give us the best chance of being the most successful version of ourselves, both as individuals, in my particular case, as the man of the home, as the husband and the father, mm-hmm. and just in everyone's case as just being the best version of themselves. So I would encourage everybody, take what you're, what is in your mind and what is getting fed into your mind mm-hmm. seriously and just be so intentional about it because it can be very easy to have 23 hours of Christ-centeredness and then one hour of just chaos mm-hmm. in your mind and that one hour can blossom and we, we got to do what we can to try to make sure that doesn't happen. So please pray, please just immerse yourselves in your relationship with Christ. And mm-hmm. um, if you have the opportunity, I would, I would encourage counseling and uh, it doesn't have to be about any specific problem. Because I promise you, we all got problems we're not even talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a good chance. And then the only other thing I wanted to throw out there um, was we all, our, our efforts to find our tribe is really so that we can be the most Christ-centered followers that we can be. To align ourselves with God's calling on our lives and to just be attentive to the purpose that he has for us. Which is bringing his kingdom down here to earth and, and trying to live that out with other believers. And um, just recently... I was standing at our front window, looking down the street. We uh, we live in a at the end of a court, so we've got uh, a good fifteen houses that we can see from our front window. And I started thinking about all of our neighbors in those homes, and I'm adding up these numbers just because for some reason that's what I do. But I was I was not missing all the beauty. The whole point of what I was doing was recognizing the beauty of the trees and the weather and just all of it. But all of a sudden, reality started hitting me, and I counted up to forty eight or more people that literally live in the homes that I can see from my front door. Mm. And when I am challenging myself to make sure that I am living out God's purpose for my life, um, I can't miss the fact that one, I've got 48 plus people that may or may not know Christ right here within walking distance. I don't even have to get into a car, pick up a phone. I could literally go knock on a door if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But then I kept thinking smaller, smaller, or maybe even bigger, bigger, and started realizing I got four other people in my home that I literally have the opportunity to feed and to lead and to guide and to make sure that they know Christ. Mm. And that's my family too. So I just want to make sure that uh, this this particular episode has been has been powerful in talking about the tribes and talking about the marriage counseling and just talking about overcoming. But I don't want to miss the opportunity to make sure that we are not turning around and looking at, at the family too that mm. is leaning on us, counting on us to be the best version of ourselves uh, because we are literally going to feed the next generation with our family. And um, there's just a lot of power in just making sure that uh, we live out Psalm 128, verse 3. Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine flourishing within your home. Mm-hmm. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. Um, we just have such a cool opportunity to feed into them. And we already talked about the Luke reading, but it's just so cool to engage them in what we're doing and making sure that it's not just an individual journey, yeah. but one that we're living with other, others as well. Wow, that is so good and so powerful. I love it. 
Babe, thank you for being here today. Thank you for the way that you're reaching back in the community and helping people find Jesus and freedom through recovery. Thank you for the dad that you are and the way that you love our boys and are leading by example. And thank you for finding and pursuing me so that we can raise these boys and do life together. You know you're my favorite and I love you so much. I love you, honey. You guys uh, have a great year. Happy 2024, y'all. Let's make heaven crowded. I'm praying for y'all and I'll see you next week.